Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National and Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we'll be digging into the S-Files of two AmeriCorps members from the Racing Zoo AmeriCorps program, learning about the great work they're doing providing environmental education to students in the Racine area. Up first, we're going to speak with AmeriCorps member Kelsey Sanders about her service at the zoo and inside the classroom. So Kelsey, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to be here. Could you just start off by telling folks a little bit about what the Racine Zoo AmeriCorps program is and what it does? Sure. So our program is particularly special because we have the opportunity to serve at an AZA accredited zoo here at the Racine Zoo and also provide educational programming out in the community with ambassador animals. So we actually bring animals to elementary, like middle and high schools. And so we get to work with animals and meet all sorts of new animals and build relationships with them, with each other, and then also here in the racing community at the schools. That's wonderful. And so what's your day-to-day activities look like then on those different parts of your service? That is one of my favorite things about the program is that no two days look alike. So some of the days we do animal care shifts where we assist zookeepers in preparing diets, cleaning enclosures, like doing animal training type things. And then on like education days or days when we would be doing office type work, collecting data about the programs that we're teaching, grading tests, re reevaluating curriculum. So like making sure that what we're teaching is being effective, that we're making a difference in our community and then actually going to the schools and getting to be face to face with kids. Sometimes we have animals, sometimes we do arts and crafts or we play games, or go birding with kids. It's all really different every single day. That's incredible. So what are some of the different grade levels and programs you've been working with so far this year? So we have programs ranging from kindergarten to ninth grade. My favorite one is the kindergartner one. On that one, we go into kindergarten classrooms and we teach them about classifying animals. So sorting animals into groups based on their features. We talk about invertebrates and we bring a hissing cockroach and so a lot of kids have never seen a hissing cockroach before and we get to teach them about that and what like makes it an invertebrate also amphibians reptiles and we can bring like a box turtle or a western fox snake and both of those are really cool because they're wisconsin native species that again a lot of these kids have never seen but they're right here in wisconsin and so getting that connection like with not only the place that they live but their natural world and really fostering empathy for those animals in addition to education and like what is a reptile and birds and mammals and we can bring like a hedgehog or a tenrec and just like seeing the kids reactions and their excitement about learning and like the fact that kindergartners are learning four syllable words and getting excited about the animals and the things that they're learning it's really wonderful that sounds incredible and that's got to be a lot of fun it's got to be a lot of a lot of energy in that classroom with a bunch of kindergartners in there and the animals it's invigorating truly <laughs> And so you talked about bringing stuff into the classrooms. And so you've had the kindergartners. Are there any other of the grades you've done some of the activities with so far? Yes, um, I've been able to go out to a fourth grade classroom and we take the kids birding for that one. We 
do about an hour long lesson with them where we teach them about different birds that live in Wisconsin. Did you know there are 324 different species of birds that live in Racine, Wisconsin for at least part of the year? And we teach them about, I know it's so many, right? And um, we teach them some like really common ones that they might be able to see just like in their backyard in their everyday life. And we go through what they look like, how like males and females have sexual dimorphism, what they sound like, what they sound like in different situations. And then we take the kids outside into like their school playground and we go look for birds. And it's surprising how many you actually find just when you take the time to look at them. And again, the connection with nature of like kids are really experiencing the world around them in a way that they've never seen it before. That's wonderful. And it's got to be that connection once they learn those new birds and they can just immediately recognize it again and go and point them out to other people. Yes. And I can't imagine because like now when I walk around and I hear a bird, I'm like, all of a sudden it's a chickadee. And like, I think that's so exciting. I can imagine like what a fourth grader thinks that's so exciting. That's awesome. So it's like each of those different pieces and just that little more familiarity of the nature that's just all around them. Not just the stuff we think of at the zoo, but the stuff that's here in Wisconsin all around, but even in their neighborhood on a playground. And Kelsey, you talked about some time in the classroom with the ambassador animals. What are some of the different ambassador animals and how are you working with them? Are you doing training with them beforehand and then bring them into the classroom? That is definitely how it goes. So we work with our animal trainer, Jack, and he gets us familiar with the animals, learning like fun facts about the animals. And then we are certified to go take them into schools and keep the animals safe and also the people safe and teach them about these. A lot of them are Wisconsin natives, but a lot of them are also like exotics that they might have never even heard of before, like a lesser tenrec. And we have an assorted variety of animals here that go on programs. Um, My favorites are all the reptiles. I kind of have a bias. We have a leopard gecko named Cheese who's particularly cute. And for her, we can talk about a lot of her desert adaptations. So like they have claws instead of sticky pads because a gecko who lives in the sand isn't going to want to have to track sand around all the time where like I'm from South Florida. So I'm very familiar with like house geckos and those climb up the walls like crazy. A leopard gecko won't do that because they're from a different place. So we can talk about the relationship between like environment and adaptation and like predator prey relationships and all these sorts of things that I think is super cool. Just like looking at an animal, you can learn so much about it and the way that it lives and really form like a personal connection with it. Also, I have a leopard gecko at home, so. <laughs> and then for someone that I can't remember what it is, tell me, what is a, te- is a tenric? So what is a tenric? A lesser tenric. It is a small mammal in to Madagascar, which is an island off of Africa. And it looks a lot like a hedgehog, but they're not related to hedgehogs. They're, in fact, more closely related to elephants or manatees. But there's all sorts of different types of tenrecs, and they're very small, spiky animals. And they fill almost every ecological niche on Madagascar. And the lesser tenrec is one of the smaller ones. It's just a little furry mammal. It's got spines. Um, unlike a hedgehog, they won't, like, puff up, but they'll kind of, like, back into you with their spines if they get spooked. But ours is a professional. That's awesome. Getting to learn about something they probably would have never heard of or thought of before. And I love to be able to make that connection because I know that manatees and elephants are rarely close together. But I didn't know that the tenric was going to be close on that, that side, too. They're adorable. You should come see ours. <laughs> And I know how wonderful I've got to meet the one time Bill to go down to Racine Zoo. I got to meet Myrtle, who's a tortoise. I don't remember what type. She was a desert tortoise, but I don't remember much more about her, but she was wonderful. I know the cool thing about working with animals is they all have personalities. And so you really get to know them and then get to introduce so many children to them. It's really amazing. 
And I know that last year, the Racing Zoo America members had to connect with their students virtually and not in the classroom itself like you're doing this year. So have you been experiencing any challenges as you go back into classes in person? Yeah, we have been lucky enough to go into the schools. Obviously, like masks are at play and we can't like have the kids touch the animals, which was always really cool because like some kids are like tactile learners or like visual. But generally speaking, we've been able to go back into schools and like a lot not have the problems of being virtual. That's great. And then so when you're not out the school, can you tell us a little about what the animal training and animal care side of your service looks like? Sure. There are five different routines here at the Racing Zoo to discussing like different, describing different animals that are taken care of. There's the giraffes and rhinos are their own routine. And then like the education or ambassador animals are another routine. One is birds and then there's carnivores and just like big cats and bears and then also primates because we have orangutans here and gibbons and spider monkeys. And so far, I've been able to assist on three of the routines. I've done the ambassador animal education animal one, the birds one, which includes like penguins and also meerkats, the rhinos and giraffes I've also helped with. And it's a lot of cleaning. That's a lot of what a zookeeper's job is, is cleaning and making sure animals are healthy and safe and have like the correct diets. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you for taking care of them. And so how did you decide to serve at the America Racing Zoo? So like I said, most America programs are not at a zoo there. We think of other things. So what brought you to serving the AmeriCorps at the Racing Zoo? Well, I did an AmeriCorps program last year back home in Florida. I served with the Literacy Coalition of Palm Beach County, where I spent a year helping kids learn how to read. And uh, my degree is in ecology and evolutionary biology. I went to school at Rice University in Houston, Texas, and I also interned at the Houston Zoo in their herpetology department. So out of college, I really thought that I wanted to pursue a career as a zookeeper. And then really COVID kind of happened. And I went back home to Florida and was like, I guess I'll teach kids how to read. That sounds like it could be a lot of fun. And it was the biggest and best surprise of my life, learning how much I enjoyed working with children. And I was thinking about what my next steps were going to be after that AmeriCorps program and really serendipitously stumbled upon this AmeriCorps program and the AmeriCorps portal. I um, thought, wow, it's like the best of both worlds. I get to work with animals and I also get to go into schools and tell kids how much I love them. I'd never even considered like, Moving to Wisconsin, I'd never been to Wisconsin before. Here we are. <laughs> well, welcome. It's going to be a slightly different winter season for you coming from out of Florida, but we'd love to have you here and have you at the zoo helping out. Oh my gosh, I'm so cold. It was like in the 40s today and I'm wearing gloves and I don't have a good enough jacket. I can only imagine when it starts snowing. <laughs> It'll be a change. How does just winter then change what you might be doing at the zoo too? It'll change daily operations at the zoo because like a lot of the animals won't be able to go outside. So we'll have to work around them in their stalls. Oh, but yeah, a lot of the animals we do here at the, have here at the zoo are not originally from Wisconsin. And so they might not be accustomed to snow. So in the winter, a lot of them will stay inside. And it just affects like how we work with them and work around them to make sure we're safe and they're safe. So I can imagine be the transition on trying to provide the best environment for them. Looking at what you've done so far, what are some favorite memories or some highlights of what you've already had happen since your service started earlier this year? I think what is really special about AmeriCorps is that so much of why it is meaningful has to do with the connections you make with others. And my favorite memories have really been bonding with my cohort as we prepare to like teach kids this information. 
So early on, we went on a birding trip together to help us like learn how to teach a class on birding for fourth graders, which I did mention earlier. And that was particularly inspirational because I got to feel more connected to nature and I got to like explore the wilderness of Wisconsin, which I'd never done before. And I got to like get more connected with birds because I think I mentioned earlier too, I kind of have a bias for reptiles. But like birds are also really cool. <laughs> also, just I was going to mention the variety of work we do. I love, I love, we've been painting paper mache for animal enrichment or like keepers can hide food inside. So animals have like more interesting experiences in their everyday life. We've been getting to like teach the children, which I think is pretty fun from like a performance aspect where, um, and then also handling the ambassador animals and inputting and analyzing data, I think is particularly fun. And that's a large aspect of what we do as well. The fact that there's like so much variety, I really do like. And then Kelsey, is there anything that you're looking forward to doing over the rest of your service this year? Definitely teaching more classes. I love kindergartners with all my heart, but I am going to teach my first ninth grader program next week. And I'm really excited to see how that one goes and get to talk more about like the scientific method and like things that I learned about in school that I'm particularly passionate about. Getting to connect with those high schoolers who might be embarking on their scientific journey as they like get ready for college and also their careers afterwards. That's wonderful to kind of give you that nice spectrum between those earliest learners and some of those much later learners, like when they've grown and developed and used those skills a little bit more. And then Kelsey, what are you planning or hoping to do after your uh, year of service with the Racing Zoo America program ends? I would love to know. Um, One of the most important things I've learned in the last couple of years is that I need to be ready to embrace change and plans can get in the way of that a lot of the time. So I had no inkling that I might ever move to Wisconsin and get to do education at a zoo. So who knows what's coming next? I mean, I'm really excited to find out. That's awesome. I know that it's a great piece. You've had two very different educational experiences through AmeriCorps and gotten to use your background some with working at the zoo itself. Do you think continuing into the zoo world potentially something you're thinking about going forward in or... I think so. I mean, I love working with animals and like I did formal research in college on coral reefs. So maybe working in a lab capacity or a conservationist capacity, but I really do love teaching children. So I I really don't know. (laughs) That's fair. And that's the best part is that you can explore and figure these things out. And as life changes, things just keep happening. It helps you kind of figure out what the next plan is. Yes. And I think having too many passions is a very good problem to have. It is. And so, Kelsey, we just want to thank you so much for your continued AmeriCorps service this year, having served previously the AmeriCorps down in Florida, now bringing that commitment to service up here to Wisconsin. I'm excited to be here. So thank you, Wisconsin, for having me. <laughs> and then good luck the rest of this year. And hope things go incredibly well with at the zoo and then bringing all the scientific learning out to the community. Oh, thank you so much. Say have a good day and good luck making it through your first Wisconsin winter. And we look forward to you making it into that spring and the the end of the school year. Oh, gosh, I will need that luck. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much. Up next, we're talking with Brian Boot from the Racing Zoo America program about his AmeriCorps service this year. So, Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Kyle. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So could you start off by telling us a little bit about the Racing Zoo AmeriCorps program and then what your day-to-day service looks like? All right. So the Racing Zoo AmeriCorps program is really interesting because I believe it's one of only two AmeriCorps programs cooperating with the zoo in the United States. My day-to-day is 
pretty different from day to day. So every day is a little bit different. Uh, we have a welcome mat upstairs that says it's kind of like a zoo in here. And as tongue in cheek as that is, that it's, it is really true because it's a lot of being on your toes and things change and you got to work with that. But it's also a lot of fun and a lot of interesting and engaging work. But day to day, like today, it's an office day. So essentially we're at the Racine Zoo. We're working on programs, we're practicing developing more programs, fine-tuning our skills, our education skills, but then also our presentation skills, like handling with our animal ambassadors, other things like that, so that we can engage, not only engage them, but also educate our audience as well. Other days, we are uh, we work on animal care shifts, uh, like I was on yesterday, so we will shadow a zookeeper around and assist them in various tasks that they may be doing. For example, helping the rhinos and the zebras and the giraffes, and that was a lot of fun. I always enjoy that shift because it's, it's just working with these large animals that you don't really see anywhere else, and they're just really awesome to get to know, both individually and just as a species to be like, hey, I'm working with, you know, these animals from time to time. And I think that's really cool. That's what I went to school for. And yeah, so basically, if we're not in the office and we're not helping out a zookeeper, we're probably on a program. We go out to local Racine uh, United School District schools and we help teach uh, different programs for different ages. Uh, everything from how to bird and how to identify birds to what animals are classified, where to how to use the scientific method and really engage yourself with science. And I think all those are really interesting and neat concepts to be teaching, let alone to be learning. I think we do an excellent job of those. Uh, what grade levels have you been working with or what specific classes have you taught so far to different students? So we have a few different classes and a few different grade levels. Every class, like every program has its own class or its own program, so to speak. So for kindergartners, we have our classification cadets program. And that's about, like I said earlier, about classifying animals like a mammal has hair, um, a bird has feathers, that sort of thing to really make sure that kids understand um, those differences and the, also the similarities between them. And then jumping up to third grade, we have wildlife explorers, which they are practicing identifying adaptations. So how animals exist in the wild and what they use to help them survive. And also where that they live in habitats and how those habitats meet their needs. Heading up to fourth grade is beginning birders. And so this is more of a local themed class where we go out and we identify birds and we teach kids how they're able to identify birds by their song, by their feathers, um, what they do, what they eat, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, and really get them engaged about how wildlife is not just a thing you go to a zoo to look at, but it's something that's happening in your own backyard and, you know, in your school as you're going to school, it's something that's always around you. And a lot of kids, they don't get that opportunity to see that. And so I think that's really awesome to show them that. Another theme of that local engagement is our seventh grade class, which is uh, Guardians of the Great Lakes. And so that's about, we haven't taught that one this year yet, but it is about getting kids interested in the Great Lakes and in Lake Michigan in particular, since we are situated right on the lake. And a good per percentage of Racine School District children uh, report not having been able to visit the lake. And that's, you know, when you live a hop, skip, and a jump from that place, it's a good teaching moment. It's a fantastic teaching moment to be able to say, hey, here's the thing that you might have seen but never really experienced yet. And I get to help you experience that and see you grow as both a student and a person. 
and that is also really cool. Lastly, for ninth grade, we have our super scientist program. And super scientists is all about the scientific method. It's about inquiry. Basically, we allow the students a lot more freedom with how they want to go about the program. So they basically pursue question. They follow the scientific method, particularly with, with an animal ambassador that we bring. So occasionally we'll bring our Kenyan sand boa fossil and we'll bring a tub of sand that he likes to play in sometimes. And we'll say, okay, here's fossil. This is his tub of sand. We'll give a few little details about him and then go about a scientific process spurred on by the students. So something like, oh, how do you, like, how fast can he burrow? Or does he prefer the part of the sand that's in the shade? Or does he prefer the part of the sand that's in the sun? Um, And things like that. And really get to know both the individual and the species and through practicing their scientific method skills. That's wonderful. And I'm sure that bringing in the ambassador animals has to make it way more engaging for the students. It certainly does. I'm a big believer in hands-on education and non-hands-on interaction that if you don't get kids engaged in a way that they are willing to learn in and that the way that they're familiar with learning, they're not going to learn as effectively as people who are educated and engaged. And one of the easiest ways of doing that is to bring an animal ambassador. A lot of kids, we get a lot of questions like, is it real? Are you having a real animal? And like, it's a good opportunity to get them to see something that's up close and personal rather than something that's in a book or on a TV or on the internet. And having that creature there and back before COVID when we were, we would used to have some ambassadors do uh, touch programs where you were able to touch the animal ambassador and have that tactile sensation really helps cement what you're learning with and your experience. And that really helps your learning as you go forward. As you, like you said, you met Myrtle, our desert tortoise, and she has a very lasting impact on people. I worked with her a lot during the summer as an intern before I joined AmeriCorps. And she is one of my favorite friends to bring out on programs. And she is amazing. And everyone always likes seeing her because sometimes she becomes a regular that people will be like, oh yeah, that's Myrtle. Um, because we are a rather smaller zoo. And so we have a lot of local people who come back frequently and they'll be like, oh, that's um, so-and-so from, you know, they'll know the animals by name. And I think that's really cool. And And the the kids themselves, they get so engaged with it. They're so enthralled by animals. And I really love that because I was like that when I was their age. And that's why I studied zoology in college. And that's why I'm at this job right now, at this position as an AmeriCorps member. Just the the way that they talk to people, um, that they talk to each other and they talk to, you hear that they talk to other classes like, oh, the zookeepers are coming today. Like, and just they get so engaged and happy with it. It's a joy to see, and I'm glad that I'm able to introduce animals into their life like other people have been able to introduce animals into mine. That's wonderful. And so looking at the different groups of students you've worked with, is there a favorite class or grade level you're working with this year right now? I think personally, I think there's a sweet spot between maturity and youthful curiosity that lies around fourth grade. We've been doing a lot of fourth grade beginning birders lately. And for me personally, I love hearing them all be super engaged and having lots of questions and talking about them. They're interested in it, they have background knowledge and they want to go further. And I think wanting to go further and to understand more is like the best reward you can have as an educator, which means that they're not only bringing themselves to the table and you're not only meeting their expectations and their need, they want to go above and beyond and that they want to impress both you and impress themselves with what they're able to learn and what they're able to prove and experience. It's always like looking at that spark where you can get them super engaged and super just ready to go. 
And then you mentioned this a little bit earlier with your background in zoology. So what was it that brought you specifically to wanting to serve as an AmeriCorps member at the Racing Zoo? I graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Madison this past spring with an undergraduate in zoology. And I always expected myself to be working with animals ever since I was really young. Like I said, I've always been engaged and supported by these educators who come out and they, you know, show how cool science is and how interesting animals are. And I was immediately smitten with the idea of biology is cool. After graduation, I was looking around for positions that I could work with animals in and possibly educate because I have a lot of history of science education working with robotics and things, summer camps mainly in high school. And then I started on as an intern, as a conservation education intern with the Racine Zoo. And so I did a lot of animal encounters. I did a lot of individual, you bring out an animal and you introduce them and you talk about them and you answer people's questions. We did a lot of those interpretations. My my boss, Asia, for that program, she's also the co-coordinator of the AmeriCorps program here. She said, hey, Brian, we're looking to put together this year's AmeriCorps program, and we think you would be a really good fit. And I was like, wow, I just started here, and I'm really glad that you think that I'm like that I'm like good for this sort of education. I sh- and you see that potential in me. And so I was like, yeah, I'll join. It sounds like a, a natural evolution of what I was doing as an intern. A little bit more responsibility, a little bit more time commitment, but it was still working with animals, working with people, educating, that sort of thing. And it's definitely very cool. And I enjoy this position. That's great. I'm glad that you've been able to expand your experience down there. So looking at your AmeriCorps service so far, do you have any favorite memories or some highlights from your service thus far? It's hard to pick just because we have a really good group here at the Racine Zoo AmeriCorps program, and we're all really close, even though it's only been, I think we started in August, so it's only been a small handful of months, but we're already really close in that we work well with each other, and we know each other both on a professional and a personal basis, and I really enjoy seeing that growth with our relationships that we're able to rely on each other both like I said personally and professionally as for any specific memories and things one of the biggest that stands out to me is our birding practice so we went out to I believe one of the state parks I believe it's the local Bong National Park Asia our co-coordinator she has a lot of history with birds and birding and so she helped us teach in the field and helped us understand hey this is what it's going to be look a little bit like when you're out there when you're teaching about birds when you're practicing um, about identification and really helping us oh like realize that oh this is what this program is like and that was a really exciting thing because for one it's a field trip everyone loves field trips and two um it was sort of that day where everything clicked and it was like oh these are programs education programs but they're fun and they're engaging and it's not just you know a very dry conversation behind a lectern about you know on a powerpoint that we've all sat through in classes at some grade level or another so it was that was probably one of my favorite moments and then also going out to programs we usually have two americorps members per program it's always fun and interesting to see how other people educate and how other people interact with each other and just how they go about it the material is always the same you all always will learn we have a you know we have a curriculum we have to get through but the way that it's presented is can be um, slightly different depending on who attends i know some of my coworkers are very enthusiastic about reptiles and amphibians and so they'll really 
focus on a lot of those when they're teaching and some other ones, um, some other coworkers or AmeriCorps members like to crack jokes and be really fun and engaging with, with the kids. And that really helps with, with them bonding with us. Everyone brings a slightly different flavor to the table. And that's what I really enjoy. You all are located right on the beach of Lake Michigan mentioned earlier. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the cleanup that you helped organize for September 11th? Oh, yeah. So Madison, one of our coordination directors, she helped organize this annual clean up the beach effort on September 11th, where we partner with volunteers from the public. But we go out and we go to Lake Michigan since the lake is right there. Lake Michigan is known for, you know, if you've lived here, you've known that. Lake Michigan is good, but it's it can be better. There's definitely a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of pollution and a lot of litter that sometimes people leave behind. It's, it's good to get out into the community and help clean that up and take a stand against it because it's very easy to fall into the trap of, well, I didn't throw it away or I didn't put it there. And so I'm going to leave it and... And if everyone sort of thinks like that, then it never gets solved. And so taking that opportunity to join forces with the the public and to really clean up the beach and clean up all the trash and things that was littered out there and keep our natural environments healthy was a good hands-on experience for all of and it was a good bonding moment for all of us we enjoyed ourselves we enjoyed helping the members of the public who were volunteering and who weren't who were just there you know because they wanted to go to the beach but it was a really great experience to really give back to your local community that's wonderful what are you looking forward to during the rest of your service over this next school year oh there's definitely a few things that i'm looking forward to most notably, I'm looking to further my professional skills at animal handling and at education programs. I'm really, I've really come a long way from what I was at the beginning of the year when I started as an intern. I've grown in confidence. I've grown in my skills and basically I've just grown as a person. And I think that's really cool and really great. And to further see myself grow in those ways, I'm, I'm really looking forward to. As for other things, for example, reaching out to more people, reaching out to the larger community as a whole, always doing more programs, talking to more children, talking to more teachers. That's always a good thing. We have a goal. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but we definitely have a, a reached and then improved goal. Essentially, before and after our programs, students take a test to see what they know prior to the program, what they know after the program. And we have a goal of how many students do we want to reach? So how many students can attend our programs, how we want them to attend our programs, and then how many students do we want to see improve in our programs and getting those improvement numbers and seeing them grow higher and higher every class that we do is really rewarding. And lastly, I just really enjoy and look forward to the personal and professional growth with my fellow America members. I've known these people for a couple months, but I already feel like we're very close because we are in such a close, engaging work environment. We're able to teach and we're able to engage and we're able to work with not only each other and with the students, but, you know, just with the animals and with everything else. And that's really cool. And I'm looking forward to seeing that relationship blossom further. That's great. I think it'll be wonderful seeing those numbers kind of build up with that, how they're showing that mastery, those skills as they're learning everything from you all. Just continuing to work together as a cohort and enjoying your time together. And then... Brian, what plans do you have for after your AmeriCorps term? That's a that's a big question there, Kyle. I like I said, I always want to work with animals and so I want to continue that. I want to continue working with animals. I also really enjoy teaching people and I enjoy getting people as excited about these topics and opportunities as I am. 
And so a, a great way of doing that is just by going and being an educator, being an interpreter, being engaged in the community, even if it's not through some sort of professional or um, volunteer position, just being willing to help people and being willing to support others. And I think that's a big part of where it, what it means to be an educator. And that's what I look forward to after this AmeriCorps term is going out and continuing my relationship with being an educator and being a zoologist and being a person who works with animals and a person who works with people. Sometimes comes as an actual educator role at a zoo or possibly working at a state park or working at possibly even like an animal shelter. Those are all really cool, engaging ways that I am looking forward to after this position. Good luck on that journey going forward in whatever direction it goes. Thank you so much for your service this year and for helping out and helping teach students in the Racine area. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a great opportunity and it really helps. Like I said, I've grown a lot through AmeriCorps. That's wonderful. And I just hope the growth keeps on going. And we're so happy to have you talk with us today. And good luck and enjoy the rest of your service year. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you again to both Kelsey and Brian for sharing about their AmeriCorps service at the Racine Zoo and giving us two more stories to file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serve Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-File stands for service, and you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.